if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you're in school right now, or that you've been in school at some point in your life. I'd also bet that you didn't really enjoy school all that much, at least the academic parts of it. Doing endless amounts of homework, studying for exams, dealing with fussy teachers, none of these things are really all that fun. Sure, you may have some fond memories in school, but they'd probably be with your friends and not purely because of the school. And I always find it a bit ironic whenever schools say they care for us and for our mental health, when so many students complain about how all that schoolwork is hurting their mental health. Now, some students may just be lazy and want more free time to themselves, but more often than not, most students actually are overwhelmed with all the things they have to complete. But schoolwork aside, there are many other things in school that can burden its students. They have to worry about their peers as well, and how they make and maintain friendships. It's not easy to balance your school life with your social life, or your personal life. Some students say that because of school, they don't have the time to pursue their other interests, something I can personally relate to. Now, all these things combine to make school pretty miserable for some people. Now, let's talk about stress a bit, because that's what most people complain about when they're complaining about school. In short bursts, stress can be good, and our stress is our body's way of preparing us for action. But chronic stress, stress that lasts for a long time, is anything but. Chronic stress is a risk factor for depression, anxiety, substance abuse, hypertension, a weakened immune system, you name it, we got it. Now, I don't blame schools for being stressful. I think that's part and parcel of life. And once students are done with school, they'll likely encounter even worse problems in the quote-unquote real world. What I do have an issue with is how schools don't teach us how to deal with stress. At most, they'll lower the workload a bit so that we may catch our breath. And to be fair, that is quite a lot, that's pretty meaningful, and it can be just what people need. But that doesn't solve the problem. The problem isn't that students are stressed. The problem is that students don't know how to handle their stress. It's that they're not taught how to handle stress. Now, different people react to stress differently. Some people take it harder than others, and some can tolerate a lot of pressure before they crack. But everyone, and I mean everyone, stands to benefit from learning how to handle stress. And the fact that there isn't time actually dedicated to that in the vast majority of schools, that really upsets me. There are a lot of scientifically validated techniques to reduce stress, but you'll never encounter them in schools. If I'm stressed out and feeling overwhelmed with all the pointless schoolwork I'm doing, I have to do my own research and find a technique of my own. And that's assuming that I want to do something about my stress. I can bet you that a lot of people just try to muscle through it instead of managing it healthily. There's good data to show that teaching students resilience skills is worthwhile. Back when positive psychology was being developed, they decided to test it on 18 schools in Bhutan, where students were taught various techniques from positive psychology. Things like mindfulness, empathy, interpersonal skills, and resilience. The net result? These students reported overall higher levels of happiness, decreased levels of absenteeism, better physical health, and get this, higher grades on standardized tests. Kids who learned these techniques were basically ahead of their peers who didn't by a whole six months in their education and test grades. If you want to argue 
saying that time in school is better spent on core subjects like math and sciences, here's the proof. When you devote time to bettering the mental health of students, they thrive both personally and academically. Now I have to be fair. This program, which is known as positive education, has been tried in other countries as well. And they didn't have quite as big of an effect on their students as it did in Bhutan. And this is likely because Bhutan specifically prioritizes its residents' happiness, being one of, if not the most happy country in the world. That being said, the effect sizes in other countries are still relevant enough to justify teaching this in schools. I truly believe there is a case to be made about mandating positive education and its interventions in schools. But of course it's not that simple. People have to be trained to teach positive education. You'd have to decide if you're going to have your existing teachers learn how to teach it, or if you had to hire a bunch of new people to implement it. It's not an easy decision to make, and it does require resources like time and money, something that many schools unfortunately don't have. But for the schools that can afford it, I believe there's really no excuse not to do it. This is more than just teaching kids resilience. It's also preventative. One of the ways to not get any diseases is to follow a healthy lifestyle. You eat your vegetables, you exercise a lot, you get the point. A healthy lifestyle is a preventative measure against diseases. The same holds true here. A mentally healthy lifestyle is a preventative measure against the vast majority of mental illnesses. In a time where suicide rates and prevalence of mental illnesses in kids and adolescents are at an all-time high, it almost seems irresponsible to not do something about it. Now all of what I've been saying has been more general and systemic, but that's not all that schools can do. Things like therapy and counseling, practices that are more individual in nature, are just as important as the systemic solutions. The problem with this is that most schools don't have the manpower needed for these things. Most school counselors don't end up talking to every single student in a given school. And it really becomes the responsibility of the teachers to monitor and check in on their students, something that most teachers just aren't trained for. Don't even get me started on how some teachers are the sole cause of mental health problems for some students. And considering that schools are the only place where most children in a community gather, it also plays the heavy responsibility of maintaining the mental well-being of its students. Where else would you check and treat mental illnesses among the youth? And early detection of mental health is crucial to treatment. Now all these problems relating to school and mental health have just gotten worse since the pandemic. With online school and its lack of interaction, it's basically impossible to check on students and see how they're doing. Now it's been almost a year since lockdown measures were set in stone across the world. It's been hard on all students, but it's been especially hard for students with existing mental conditions. In a time when mental illness is on the rise, I believe that positive education is even more important and relevant than ever before. With all that being said, schools should make an effort to consider their students' mental health. There are so many things to be done, from the systemic all the way down to the individual. We owe it to the next generation to arm them with the skills and self-knowledge necessary to live and flourish in this world.